It seems in the past 48 hours, the one common complaint, and um, Alex Hicks of Alex's World here on YouTube, just Alex, clipped this portion from his live stream review of Dynamite, and he's not the only one alone in this. Uh, JD uh, talked about it along with uh, Jesse Hill, Jesse of Chi-Tail Mark. Um, I'm sure Solomon touched upon it, but a lot of people, even those that talk about you know what went on on Dynamite, you know, on social media and everything, and like Facebook and Twitter X is we're now going to call it, and and so what and so forth. Um, the one thing people have talked about is we are less than a month away from, uh, literally less than a month. We are basically 29 days away uh, from, you know, all in London, basically all in two from Wembley Stadium. Now, true, the ticket sales have been, you know, very promising. I mean, getting to 70, getting to around 70,000, 75,000 plus, if not 80,000 plus, uh, probably, you know, by the time we, you know, uh, by the time you watch this video, by the time I'm recording this, I should say, which is about 9.28 a.m. Pacific, you're probably close to, you know, over, close to almost 80, but over 75,000 uh, tickets. But the one common complaint everybody has is that, you know, with us being less than a month away, you know, there are no matches, you know, announced for All In. There's only one match announced, and it's for the following weekend in Chicago for All Out. And that's Luchasaurus defending the TNT Championship against Darby Allin. And that's the only match on this potentially bundle-packaged, you know, uh, PPV of, uh, uh, event that's been announced. Nothing for All In. Now there is a rumor going around that we do have a big match or that AEW is working on a big match for All In. The only problem is that even though a lot of people will be fine with one of the participants, the other is not their cup of tea. Because you see, you know what because you see, what's being rumored is you will have Will Ospreay defending, you know, the IWGP US Championship at All in London, but not against Kenny Omega, which you think would make sense. That would be a rubber match, right? You think it would make sense, but no. Instead, the rumor is he's going to defend against Chris Jericho. Now, we see the storyline going on right now. You know, on Dynamite, where Don Callis is trying to create this new super faction that he would consider his family, which would consist of currently right now Kanishko Takeshita, Kishino Takeshita, and, you know, as we're seeing right now on television, possibly Chris Jericho. But if the rumor is that Chris Jericho is going to be fighting. Or wrestling Will Ospreay, you know, at all in for the U.S. title. What that means is all this storyline is with Callus and Jericho is just a means to turn Jericho into a babyface and potentially by default the entire JAS into a babyface faction. You know, that's what it seems to be leading towards if this match is being rumored to be a reality at all in. And that's just one match potentially being, you know, built, you know, built towards 
and either will be made official um, either next week on Dynamite, maybe even this Saturday on Collision. We're not really sure. But, you know, despite that being the only rumored matchup, and it's a matchup that, with all due respect to Chris Jericho, not a lot of fans, you know, particularly want to see. I mean, they have nothing against Chris Jericho against Will Ospreay in any other situation, whether it's a special episode of Dynamite, like Dynamite 200 this upcoming Wednesday, or uh, let's say the five-month anniversary of Collision. You know, they have no problem if it happens at any one of those events, even if it happens at Fighter Fest or Fight for the Fall and Winter is Coming, you know, you name it. You know, they have no problem, you know, in those perspectives, you know, whatsoever. But this is all in. This is being touted as AEW's answer to WrestleMania 3, their answer to WrestleMania 32, their answer to a lot of the big-time sellouts of the Tokyo Dome for Wrestle Kingdom. You know, this is their answer to all of that. It really is. And what upsets them is it looks like you're trying to make one of the focal matches be, you know, not the rubber match, which everybody knows would help sell out this, uh, you know, really help sell out this venue more so than it already is. But you're planning to put Osprey against Jericho with the obvious, you know, outcome being Osprey being put over by Jericho. And again, not saying that that's not going to be, that wouldn't be a great match. But everything leading, you know, leading towards that being a reality means this whole callous Jericho situation we're seeing on television is nothing more than a means that, as I've mentioned, to turn Jericho, and if not by extension, the Jericho Appreciation Society, the JAS, into babyfaces, just like we saw with the Inner Circle. And, you know, nothing against that. You know, you know, nothing against that whatsoever. But, you know, it's it's not what the fans want. You know, from a match perspective. I mean, if you really want a match that's going to, you know, again, sell out that stadium even more so than the potential of having nearly 80,000 plus right now, is Omega and Osprey, if not Omega and Punk. And... The, the, the issue fans have with this entire situation when it comes to Tony Khan not announcing anything for All In is very worrisome because, you know, Tony Khan needs to, there's no doubt, Tony Khan needs to take this very seriously. He does. He needs to take this as serious as anything he's ever taken in his life. He needs to take this as serious as him and his family focusing on trying to renovate uh what is it, TD, TID, uh, was it TIDD Stadium, or TIAA Stadium for the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's how serious he needs to take this. He needs to take it as serious as that because we know that if TAA, TIAA Stadium is not renovated, there's going to be more rumors, if not strong rumors, becoming reality of the Jaguars leaving Jacksonville. And that's the last thing they want. Well, that's the last thing they want to do. So, if I'm Tony Khan, I need to take this as serious as I'm taking the renovation of that stadium. I do. If not more so. Because, you know, if you don't take this serious, and you wait to about two weeks, if not a week and a half out, to say, here are the matches. You know, here are your matches. 
then those that strongly support you are going to be ranting and basically inviscerating you ver verbally, if not social media-wise, more so than you can imagine. Because to them, it'll become very crystal clear that either this proves one or two things. You're either, you know, allowing the WBD, one of us discovery, to boss you around and show that they're the real owners of AEW and not you, or it just shows you're nothing more than what people have said you are. A super fan that wants to prove to you know, the big guys out there, mostly WWE, that, hey, look, a fan can book a wrestling event better than you. We could do this better than you. Why don't you let us do it? You know, it's, it's just one of those situations to where he needs, he needs to avoid that from happening by taking this seriously. I mean, look at, look at the seating chart. These are all the seats, you know, configured for this event to happen. The thing in the middle there, in the, in the middle of the seating chart, that's the entrance. That is the walkway they're going to be taking to the ring in the middle, you know. That, just looking at that seating chart, that right there, in my opinion, that right there, in my opinion, says it all. It says it all about how serious he needs to take this. Because you're going to be filling out all those seats there. So you need to take this as serious as possible. And then take a look at all these images next to it. You know, this state, this inside look at the stadium. That's... Most of those seats are going to be filled up with fans, and then a lot of the seats, and then you're going to have additional seats, each on, you know, on the, you know, on the grass on the field. You know, just imagine what that's going to look like, okay? Just imagine what that's going to look like coming off television. Just imagine what that's going to be, going to feel like being there in person. I mean, JD and Hill Jesse. You know, they're going to know what it's going to feel like because they're going to be there in person. And apparently they spend enough money to get good seats. But the point is, can imagine that atmosphere, you know, live and in person and watch, watching it come off on television. That, That is something that you want to remember. If you're Tony Khan, you want to remember for the rest of your life. You do. So you need to take this seriously. And then from this aerial view at the bottom, bottom corner... I mean, imagine, you can't tell me he will not have, you know, helicopters or something like that flying around to give us an aerial view, just like he's done with Arthur Ashe Stadium. You can't tell me he won't have that happen, because he will. Because this is going to be a big, big deal. And weather-wise, it has a retractable roof. And if you have to use that retractable roof, that's going to make the atmosphere even more immense, more exciting. So... I understand, and I get what a lot of people are saying. He needs to take this seriously, and he needs to start booking matches right away. He needs to start announcing matches right away. He needs to do that. Now, I will say that there are reasonings why he hasn't announced yet. Because, apparently, if he's inviting a lot of promotions within the UK, Japan, even Mexico to be part of this, he has to work out certain deals in arrangements with the promoters, promoters of New Japan, promoters of AAA, promoters of uh, Rev Pro, and some of the, you know, um, Progress and ICW, if you will. He, you know, he has to work out some kind of deals with them to integrate some of their talent into the show. He has to do that. So that's going to take up a lot of time, and maybe 
time that he cannot afford. You know, he cannot afford. So he needs, so, you know, I can understand, I should say, I can understand that that being one of the stalling points. Then he needs to work out a deal with all these different promoters across the pond in the UK, in Japan, in Mexico, and wherever to try to get enough top-tier talent from their promotions to come, you know, to be part of this against the best of AEW. You know, so I can understand that's taking up t- part of his time, or majority of his time, but again, like I said, it's time he cannot waste. It is time he cannot afford to lose. If you know what I mean. He can't. He's got to get on the ball now. And even while he waits to finalize you know, this agreement with all these other promoters, he can at least, you know, he can at least announce some AEW matches for this event. He, he can at least do that. He can at least, you know, he can at least say after Saturday, because we know it's coming. Unfortunately, as much as we may like the whole Adam Cole, MJF dynamic, we know it's coming. You know, he, you know, it, you know at least by this Saturday, he has to make it official that we get MJF and Adam Cole for the AEW World Title. Heck, if you want to throw Roderick Strong into the picture, if he's clear by then, make it a three-way dance. You know, you know, as long as he announces something by this Saturday, because they're supposed to get that tag team title match, as long as he announces something for this Saturday, you know, then fine. You know, he'll have people getting off his case because at least he's now starting to put more focus on it and while he waits, for, like I said, for a lot of these, you know, agreements and deals to be made with these other promoters to get some of their talent on board, you know, at least he'll have some matches on his behalf ready to go. You know, so, you know, so he needs to, at least by this Saturday, after that tag team title match, because we know maybe what direction it possibly will go unless they give it a twist. You know, he needs, he needs to book that matchup, Cole, MJF, or Cole, MGF, and Strong for the AEW World Title as soon as possible, you know, if not right after the show goes off the air, um, for all in. He needs to do that. You know, he needs to do that, period. That's just my opinion. It's just my opinion. Because if he doesn't book anything into at least Dynamite 200, then okay, fine. He can get away with that because he's got two and a half weeks to go. But still, there will be some people being like, okay, fine, you're finally focusing on All In, but why couldn't you start doing this beforehand? You know? And and, And again, this is a situation to where, once again, you know, as I've mentioned, this is a situation to where when you're dealing with the real bosses of AEW, that being Warner Bros. Discovery, and the real boss, you know, of Tony Khan, you know, as well as I do, that dealing with this, you know, that this is just a result of that, that, you know, they may be the ones that say, hey, don't announce any matches until at least episode 200 of Dynamite, or don't announce any matches until uh, the, you know, the collision after the 200th Dynamite. You know, this is what happens when you have to deal with network executives as your bosses, as the true people that run the entire um, the entire show. You know, because they'll have uh, more say in what you do 
than you, you know, than you know what you have. Because let's be honest. Let's take a look at the let's take a look at the that list of moves that have to be approved and have been banned. Do you think that was just something Tony Khan and his crew came up with right off the bat? No. I mean, true. They probably. I mean, look. I'm not going to say they weren't working on something like that. But why all of a sudden come out and announce that this these are moves that need to be approved or these are moves that are banned or these are situations that have to be approved or these are situations that have to be banned? You know, why suddenly come out with it? I'll tell you why. It's because of this new network deal they're getting with, the, with Warner Brothers on TBS, TNT, and potentially Max. That's why. That's why they're doing it. Because they are bending over for Max. For, WBD. You know, they're not going to come out and say it, but they are. That's what's going on. Because they could have announced that list of banned moves and situations or situations that need to be approved or banned. They could have announced that, you know, at the end of the year. But they didn't. They did it because of this deal that's coming up that they want to make, you know, official with the WBD. That's why they did it. Because the the WBD, I guarantee you, someone like David Zasaf or whoever basically said, hey, you want, like, they basically came, probably came together and said, hey, you know, you want you want us to back you up? Then from what we have seen, from what we have researched or what we've been told, we want a list of moves and situations that either need to be banned or that we want banned or we want to see made approved before it happens. You can't tell me that they didn't, you know, Tell Tony Khan, give us a list, you know, put together a list of moves and situations that need approval and need to be banned. And if you want to have your deal. You can't tell me they didn't tell them that, because they did. And then take a look at what's going on with the promotion with Shark Week and Discovery. Okay? They, what, why, it's like, they didn't, I mean, why promote Shark Week when you're trying to promote Blood and Guts? That does not make sense. You know, I mean, choose any other week to promote Shark Week, if you will. And that's fine. You know, choose any other week. You could have chose this week with 200, or this past week, or even the 200th episode of Dynamite. You could have chose them then, but you chose Blood and Guts. Again, that's just another example of, you know, of seeing who the real bosses are, you know, of AEW. I mean, they had freaking Sharky. Sharky, a mascot for Shark Week. Get behind the announcers. Do you not think that didn't annoy them? Heck, I can tell you legitimately annoyed Taz. The, the point I'm getting at is Tony Khan needs to take this seriously. Show us he's taking this seriously by announcing some matches as soon as Collision. And if one of those first matches is a result of what happens in that tag title match, you know, and it's going to be MJF and Cole for the title, or the three-way with, you know, Strong involved, then so be it. At least you got something going. At least you got something booked. Because if you don't announce that match by the end of Collision, and you wait to episode 200, okay, you can get a pass there. But if you don't announce the match even after 200, and you wait till the following Collision, then we have a problem. But it also shows, like I said, who's truly running things behind the scenes. It ain't Tony Khan. It's Warner Brothers Discovery. And everybody watching and listening to this knows that. They know it. They know that's true. Because if this was all Tony Khan, 
Tony Khan would have had a few matches, if not international, interpromotional matches, already already announced for this. He would have had an AEW versus Rev Pro, or an Rev Pro versus New Japan, or you know, a Rev Pro versus AAA, you know, matchup already announced and ready to go for All In, but he doesn't. He doesn't. And why? Because again, like I said, he's probably got to work things out with some of the promoters. You know, of Rev Pro, AAA, New Japan, you name it, to get some of the talent involved. You know, even Progress and ICW, he needs to do that. He needs to finalize any potential uh, part-time deal. You know, pay-per-appearance deal with Goldberg if he's going to be part of this. You know, he's still got a lot to do. You know, he's still got a lot. He's still got a lot to do that's taking up a lot of his time. But it's time he cannot have taken up because he needs to put pen to paper and get these, well not not just pen to paper, but fingers to keyboard and get these matches booked up and ready to go for all in. Because if he's going to wait till the end of episode 200 of Dynamite or even, you know, wait to the end of the collision a week from tomorrow, you know, this is after the 200 Dynamite. If he's going to wait till then, that's not a good sign. And in my opinion, it proves who's really in charge, who's really calling the shots. And also, what it does is it basically gives WWE and those that never and, and those that are not WWE, WWE stained or stands, if you will. You know. You know, it gives them. You know, you know those that have had doubts about AEW since the beginning. That gives them more ammunition to say, Ah, see, Tony Khan don't know what he's doing. He's allowing the WBD to tell him what to do. Or he's showing he's just a fan that wants to, you know, shove it in WWE's face that he was able to do this. A fan was able to do this. You know, you know, if he waits any longer, that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. And that's going to be enough fire for even WWE to take a shot at him down the line. Because if you don't think Triple H and Vince McMahon, you know, you know, filtering through the likes of, you know, Kevin Patrick or Corey Graves or Michael Cole, if you do not think they will not take a shot at, you know, this situation and AEW not booking any matches till about two and a half weeks in or whatever, if you do not think they won't do that, they will. They will do that. Heck, they might even book matches for freaking payback immediately after SummerSlam to take shots at them. You know that. You know that as well as I do. So, again, if I'm Tony Khan, I need to start, I do agree, he needs to start focusing on matches now. He needs to start doing that. And yes, you know, I get he has to make deals, finalize deals with all these other promoters to get their talent, you know, involved as well. I get that. He needs to finalize certain pay-per-appearance deals with people like Goldberg, because that's going to happen. I get that. But outside of all that, outside of all that, if he wants that seat chart to be, you know, become, you know, to be a reality, if he wants these seats that you see in the picture, you know, in the middle, to be totally filled out, you know, whether the... Whether you have the, uh, whether you have it open aired, or you have the the roof, you know, close up, be retractable and close up because maybe weather. If he wants that up, you know, ominous. If he wants this, you know, ma- if he wants this magnum opus of, of an event to really, you know, be something he's going to remember for the rest of his life, 
then he needs to start booking at least some in-house AEW matches more, you know, more so right now than ever before. You know, don't treat this as I think Alex put it as just a, you know, you know, an over-glorified house show, you know, house rules event. Don't do that. Don't do that. This is a sequel to the very event that basically put you on the map. That was the catalyst, the foundation for the existence of AEW. So you need to take this seriously and you need to take it seriously right now. And if you don't have the AEW, if you don't have that AEW World Title match booked by the end of collision tomorrow night, and it's either just Adam Cole against MJF or it's a three way with strong involved. If you don't have that booked by the end of tomorrow night and you're waiting to the end of episode or during episode 200 of Dynamite to do it, then again, like I said, you'll get a pass, but that, but not much of a pass because that'll be almost two weeks, two and a half weeks out. Two and a half weeks out. And you know it. And you know it. So if I'm Tony Khan, I get this done and I get, I get, I get, you know, matches booked and done for a for AEW All in London right now, if not starting tomorrow night after Collision. That's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. I mean, heck, take a look at Collision. You have a match pretty much set up already. You know, CM Punk versus Ricky Starks in a rematch for uh, for All In, if you want to go that route. To me, you have it all set up. You have it set up. Heck, you can... I mean, what's another UK-based wrestler that's working for New Japan right now? Oh, that's right, Zack Sabre Jr. Uh... Does anybody, does anybody, is, is anybody not thinking? Hey, could we we could get Saber Junior and Punk. You want to, you really want to sell out tickets, you know, and really, you know, prove that this is your magnum opus, one that everybody's going to remember, you know, for or remember for a long time. A match like Saber Junior against Punk would definitely help out. Even if you do go Osprey and Jericho, Saber and Punk would make up would more than make up for that decision, in my opinion. I mean, you can even do FDR and RC Open. I mean, as long as you have those, as long as you book those kind of matches, those three kind of matches, along with the world title, with the world titles of one-on-one or three-way dance, you know, as long as you can get things like those booked by the end of tomorrow night or or going into episode 200 of Dynamite or at least afterwards where you would get a pass, then you're good. Then you're good. You won't get anybody else complaining anymore about, you know, about you not taking this seriously. Because, because if you don't do this, if you don't do what I suggested, and you're not taking this seriously, and you're letting the WBD tell you what to do to tell you to wait and wait and wait until the last minute, that's not a good look for you. And it proves to all the other fans watching, you know, your product, that you're not the boss anymore of your own company, that you help found along with the elite and Cody Rhodes. No, it proves that now you have basically handed the keys over your keys to the kingdom over to one of us discovery. And there and you're nothing more than everybody else. You're just an employee. So if I'm Tony Khan, I take this seriously. I take this seriously right now. And by the end of tomorrow night I need to have at least those four matches that I mentioned ready and set to go and you know ready and set to go and ready for announcement by the 200th dynamite 
that's what I need to do if I'm Tony Khan. Because if I don't, because if I'm Tony Khan and I don't do that, and I wait until two weeks out, all I'm going to say is, Tony, if I was you, I would shut your Twitter down, your Twitter X down right now. I would shut it down because you will get bombarded with so much invisceration and ranting and displeasure than you've ever seen in your entire life. So I, if I'm Tony Khan, what I've mentioned, Punk, Sable Jr. or Punk and Starks, you need to have that ready by, for all in by, tomorrow, by the end of tomorrow night. MJF, Adam Cole, or MJF, Adam Cole, Roderick Strong for the AEW title. Have that ready by the end of tomorrow night. FTR, Aussie Open, Champions versus Champions. You know, have that ready by tomorrow night. You know, Jericho and Osprey, have that ready by at least, if not by tomorrow night, have that ready by at least at the end of episode 200. Because again, if you can at least get some of these done by the 200th episode, that's a pass. You get a pass there. But if you don't have anything done and booked and ready to go, you know, before the end of next week at least, again, if I'm you, Tony Khan, I would turn my Twitter off, my social media off, because you will get eviscerated. And those that trust in you, like a just Alex, like a JD, like a Solomon Monster, they will not have mercy on your soul. Because they will start seeing you for what you really are. Either somebody that sold his soul to the WBD and handed the king, keys to his AEW kingdom over to them, or that you're nothing more than a super fan that just prove, wants to prove to WWE of all people, hey, fans can book better than you, so you should give the fans the book to do things. But Tony Khan, if I'm you, I get things going, and I get them going right now. But let me know what your guys' thoughts are. Let me know what your guys' thoughts are on this whole situation. When do you think he'll start officially announcing matches for all in. Do you think it'll be by the end of tomorrow night? Do you think it'll be during and by the end of episode 200 which would be passable, if you will that's two weeks away, or two and, a, two and a half weeks away, if not more or do you think you'll have matches announced and ready to go by the end of next week, a week, which is a week from this Saturday? Let me know let me know what your thoughts are down below and what do you think will happen if he waits to almost two weeks out or a week and a half out? How do you think fans will react to him and do you think they'll start seeing him for what he is, that being a super fan that just wants to rub it in WWE's face that, hey, I can book a, a fan, could be, book a better show than you, or a better product than you? Or do you think they'll see him as somebody that sold his soul and handed the keys of his AEW kingdom over to Warner Bros. Discovery, thus making them the real bosses of AEW, the new bosses, the new owners? What are your thoughts? Let me know down below in the comments, as well as in the live chat during the premiere. Like the video. Super chats are open in the live chat. Also, check out the Teespring store for merchandise you can't get anywhere else. Also, check out BW Roses Discussions on all your favorite audio podcast locations except for Pandora. But more specifically, check out BW Roses Discussions on Spotify. The more you follow me and listen to me on Spotify, the more that opens up the ambassador ads that helps me out financially. And yeah, that's all I'm going to really say, guys. But give me your thoughts. Love to hear from each and every one of you on this. And until then, I am out.